mid-double game week, but is your team a casualty of the Aguero injury? It's the FPL Surgery Podcast. Welcome back, listeners. We are smack bang in the middle of the uh, latest double game week this season. We're actually recording just as the United Wolves fixture comes to an end. Shock result, well, semi-shock result there. First of all, welcome back on the 2nd of April. April already, it's the Iceman. Thank you very much, Billy. Welcome back to yourself, too. Feeling very positive about that uh, that result for Wolves there, Iceman. Yeah, for Arsenal, yeah, it's great. But for FPL with Smalling getting that own goal, who's in my team, it's not yeah. great. Well, I got a little assist off him, so I'm, I'm quite happy with that. But uh, oh, no, you're absolutely right. You. I think the... Uh, the United defence has absolutely tanked in this double game week when we all banked on them. Yeah, we were just saying how, God, we, we did trust them. It's just because they were a top six side. But mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a uh, sport. Absolutely shafted by the United defence. More on that as we go on. Now, our guest this week is a controversial figure on social media. Someone that could cook up a storm worse than Aguero on a double game week if he was fit. Everyone's anti-hero, it's Chef Dale. Big Brother House, this is Davina. You're <laughs> that was an anti-climax in the end <laughs> that flowed beautifully yeah welcome to the pod Dale <laughs> Dale now yeah controversial figure on social media tell us about um, how. tell us first of all how you got into FPL and then a bit about how you've built your reputation as a, as a controversial man alright so uh, FPL god that was a journey that started in the late 90s, I guess. Um, old school. Yeah, I used to play fantasy football back almost. Uh, I don't know if you, you were even old enough to remember that stuff. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you used to play fantasy football back post. You used to write out so, your transfers so. on the screen. Uh, no, it was uh, it was called In Off The Post. I went off the post. No, I, don't, I haven't played that one. No, it's um, and it was you had a, you had a, a make believe club and you wrote your transfers out and agreed them with other managers by post and wrote out your tactics and stuff like that. And that's how I first, very first got into fantasy football. Um, and the, before that was obviously champ manager. Champ manager, many sleepless nights playing that before school. Yeah. But yeah, and then I, eventually I got into for real fantasy football. I've played FPL, I've played uh, Fit. Uh, I've played that since it, it started. I don't really play it anymore, but uh, I've played UCL, I've played World Cup, I've played them all. I'm a bit of an addict, I suppose. Um, before I ask you a bit about your reputation, uh, what's your favourite version of Champ Manager? Uh, probably the first one I fell in love with, uh, Champ Manager Italia. Uh, oh, nice. Okay, yeah. Well, you two could so, talk yeah. for ages then, can you? Fully loves a bit of Champ Manager. <laughs> yeah, no, my, my, my favourite is still uh, 0102, the red box. and They're still making yeah. patches for that now. You can still uh, get the updated version of it. You can get it on your phone now, that one. Brilliant, yeah. Oh, I didn't actually know that. Okay, well, that's uh, that's my relationship ended there. <laughs> brilliant. Now, now, Dale, um, controversial figure. Entertaining, though, very entertaining. Tell, tell us a bit about the, the rep that you've built up over time. So, I mean, I started out as the FPL, FPL gaffer back way back when, probably... Uh, five years ago now I was nice and polite then and I don't know just some, just one day I just something annoyed me and I just spoke my mind about it I can't even remember what it was if I'm honest but yeah and then it's just kind of snowballed from there obviously <laughs> it's got a bit out of control uh, this season things did get a bit out of hand but people like it so yeah everyone knows about Raw and 
some of the things I said about people and what have you, well, I won't get into. Um, but yeah, I mean, everyone expects it of me now. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, it just kind of happened by accident. I mean, other, I mean, people might not remember, they might remember, I don't know, but I used to write for fantasy football pundits and things happened in my personal life and I had to step away from writing for a bit. And then when I come back, I just kind of just... It's just, I don't know, I just developed this rules mystery. <laughs> it's just stuck. And, and people like it, you know, and people now expect me to call out stuff. <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. Especially well, makes- when, like, FPL's so, uh, poli- there's a lot of political correctness in so, uh, the social media side of FPL. You know, uh, people like to carry themselves as, as, like, a publication, if you like, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of the total opposite of that. Yeah, well, it adds a little bit of spice to the community. So, um, yeah, so the Iceman's put the Davina call there, but uh, feel <laughs> free to speak your mind here. Yeah, great to have you on board. Be interesting to see how you're planning for the next few game weeks. Let's just go over the uh, the FPL headlines then. So, is Hazard a captain option given West Ham are on the beach? Number two, as the Spurs implosion continues and Aguero will face rotation, is Aubameyang and Lacazette the premium striker we need or any other Arsenal players? Is the Mane hot flush over and can we finally trust the Egyptian junior Hoylet again? And uh, who is the biggest punt, careful, this week for well, uh, WC34ers? And are hits for this week worth it? Ask Alfredo Morelos. <laughs> he is an angry man. Very angry man. Very angry man. Again, great entertainment and scores goals, so it's all good. Let's see how we're getting on in this game week. So, Chef, let's come to you first of all. How's the double game week going for you? Oh, awful. 52 points so far. Captain's not going to play the next match. That's Aguero. I mean, unless Hazard and Callum Hudson are doing, pulls them out of the bag, I'm struggling. I, I like that. Do you know what? When we were planning, I spoke on the pod last week. I thought, coming off the back of that uh, England double, I thought Hudson Adore has built some real momentum here. There's no way that Sari can ignore him, if, if not to start, at least to play a considerable part of the second half. I think he has and said then, that he's going to start him, actually, in this next game. Well, watching them against Cardiff, he bloody needs to, because yeah. they were a blunt pencil. They were, they were what he said is he's going to start one of the next two games, so Hopefully. it might not be this week. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got Kane as well, I suppose. I forgot so potentially some big points still to come for you. Yeah, but I'm not hopeful, no. I'll be honest. Iceman, how about you? Uh, I am on, after that small in own goal, I am now on 59. So I actually have risen up to 1,217. Yeah, it's not too bad, really. It's not as good as I thought it was going to be. I mean, the average for the top 1K is 54.3, and the average for the top 10K is 53.8. So, yeah, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm mildly happy, not ecstatic, though. Very strong. Well, I've got, uh, I'm actually on 67, so I'm having a decent game week. Um, I've still got Edison, Schlupp, Aspilicueta, Sterling, Pedro, Hazard, Milivojevic still to play. So a good number of players. And of course, I've got the uh, the Aguero captain croc. Uh, my most pleasing selection this week, I think, has been Milivojevic. I went for that boring penalty and I got it. My biggest disappointment is Tomkins is sat on my bench whilst Lindelof nestles in the starting lineup with one point. So a bit frustrating there. So 67 is not a bad score, is it? Really? It's not a disaster. Um, I noticed earlier because I, I originally had Jota in my starting lineup, and in the end, I thought, you know, too many Wolves players, and I brought Pedro in. So um, he's come up and scored a goal tonight. So brilliant. Well, Jota did. Yeah, typical. Wonderful. But Pedro's got another chance. So let's see if uh, let's see if he can bring me some points. 
Anyway, let's get past my bitterness. I'm very happy with that so far. Let's talk about our new patrons. So we've got uh, one new patron this week, Ronnie Anderson, joined at the Slack level. Patreon being our uh, sort of site where you can support us, patreon.com forward slash FPL Surgery. All support is gratefully received. You can support us at a low donation level or if you want to get involved in more of our Slack and competition uh, options, you can donate a little bit more. Uh, Keeps the pod going and it means we can give a little bit more back to you guys. And girls out there, the Iceman asked the new Slackers how they were finding it so far. So Alan Duffin, who has asked many questions in the past. Hello, Alan. Says he finds it excellent, especially different perspectives on squads. What I also like is the different threads, though I miss live chats at times because I now live in Australia, but still all good. Uh, He's not our any Aussie on there either, is he? Uh, no, no, I think he's English, actually, yeah. I'm not sure, but yeah, he's a great contributor to the Slack channel as well. It's, yeah, he's great. Working well. Great to have you in, Alan. Thank you for that. So let's get back to our FPL headlines then. So, Chef, is Hazard a captain option given West Ham are on the beach? Well, I mean, you want to... Yeah, he is. It's got to be, hasn't he? West Ham look awful. I think they've lost four of the last five and the only one was against Huddersfield and conceded three against Huddersfield and I think... Huddersfield are probably the lowest scoring team in the league. The issue is, like we just mentioned about Callum Hudson, Adoy Sarah said he's going to start one of the next two games. Now, Adoy prefers to play on the left. So if he plays him in his natural position, that's going to drag Hazard out from the left um, if he starts him at all. So we've got to keep an eye on there tomorrow night when Chelsea play. I mean, you would envision Hazard actually starting tomorrow night, but I mean, by the time this comes out, everyone's going to know. So it's kind of looking at the the game after, isn't it? And uh, if he if he does if he does start, yeah, if he does start, you would think that I don't know. I mean, I don't just think Hazard's got to start most games. I just think he gave him a bit of a rest. Uh, Sorry, did hint at Hazard being benched for the last game, didn't he? He just kind of said a lot of people come back tired from the internationals, so. I, I don't think he's going to bench him again because yeah. uh, I, I listened to the game on Five Live and he, he changed the game apparently when he came on. Yeah, I, I don't think Surrey can risk it. Not after that yeah, performance. I, I mean, I watched the end of the... Well, I watched most of the Cardiff game, sorry. And yeah, when, when Hazard came on, they did create a bit more. There was a guilt-edged chance he created for Ross Barkley at the end, which uh, the England man skied over the bar. And I think Sari said that Chelsea have played 50-odd games this season. Hazard's featured in most of them. He just wants to give him a rest. And I think for a man that we know doesn't really like any variety, whether it's starting lineup or substitutions, I think he's pretty safe to, to continue to play at the moment, given now the, the race for the top four really is on. I mean, I've, I've got him in my team for the weekend regardless. But yeah. like I said, that, that'll affect whether I put the armband on him or whether you go for Salah. Yeah, I, I saw a funny fact actually on Reddit. They had uh, Hazard started the season with five goals in five games, and Sarri said that he could score forty goals and win the Premier League Golden Boot. And since then, Hazard's only scored eight goals in the twenty-seven games. So he kind of put a bit of a uh, a jinx on him there. But yeah, he's definitely going to be in my team. He is a contender for the captaincy, but just the way Chelsea are playing, they scrape the win against Cardiff. I mean, I saw on Fantasy Football Scout that they actually have Hazard as the highest predicted point scorer for game week 33. Um, I think he's on 7.42 points on there. I mean, what you take from that, I don't know, Salah's second and Wilson in third, but he's a potential if you want to go for something different, he could score well. Yeah, that's what's coming to my thinking if it was a differential captain. Yeah, so yeah, potential for me. 
Yeah, I like it. Definitely an option. We'll uh, we'll keep an eye. I think let's look out and see what happens in the uh, in the game tomorrow, and uh, yeah, see what sort of form he's in. So next uh, next headline: As the Spurs implosion continues, and Aguero will face rotation. Is Aubameyang a premium striker that we need? Uh, the hitman from Slack has asked for those without a wild card, i.e. me. Is there any Arsenal assets worth bringing in this week? Arsenal or Southampton are the only teams that play this game week and have a double in 35. He already owns Kolasinac. I'll get to the other questions in a second. Let's start by answering the Aubameyang issue. Uh, Chef, what do you think about that? Is, is Aubameyang someone on your side? I don't have him at the minute. <laughs> I'm considering it. The only thing about Arsenal is they're away from worries me. So yeah, five of the last lot of games are away from home, so that that kind of worries me. They've only got 19 points in 14 games away from home, so that that worries me a bit. But if you're looking for something different, it's other than Aguero. I mean, we haven't got a lot to play with because Harry Kane isn't isn't really doing it at the minute. So you're not left with a lot of options, in my opinion. His goal record's pretty good, so yeah, I'd, I'd be looking at him. Yeah, he is one to kind of consider. I mean, like for the hitman, he's looking at this as like, you know, he wants them for the rest of the season. It's just, you know, he did get benched up. The Hoodie was ill in the last game. And apparently this season is actually his worst of his career for chances converted. So he's just not converting those big chances this season. But, you know, he's still on 17 goals for the season. He is is doing well. And, he does have that connection with Lacazette. It's whether or not, you know, Arsenal have got something to fight for this season as well. And out of the top six, they apparently have got the best fixtures, whether or not Wolves away is a great fixture. I don't know if we're going to get someone there. But we're competing for Champions League places. And Spurs on the cards at the minute as well, isn't it? Like, it's something right up with Spurs just absolutely yeah. Yeah, we we want to beat Spurs for another St. Tottenham day. So, I mean, the the only problem is if you think about Arsenal players for the foreseeable future, I would kind of think twice about it just because, you know, away form we've got, what was it, the five games, did you say? Yeah, five out of the seven. So yeah. it's it's not good. We've only got the two home games left now. Uh, away form isn't great. I mean, I, I would be thinking maybe more about uh, Lacazette though he seems to be returning constantly I did uh, comparisons and drew up some stats based on all the players which people are kind of thinking about captaining in fact I'll do a little quiz on here so uh, Salah Mane Firmino Wilson King Barnes Vardy Aubameyang Lacazette and Hazard of all those players who do you think has the most returns per game so the most games they've actually returned in more than any other out of all them so I'm going to put this question out Bully you can answer first on this one who do you reckon Sadio Mane and uh, and Dale I'll go with Callum Wilson because he's spent some time on no it's actually Lacazette and uh, he's flying with it he's got 21 games that he's returned in uh, so he's got the 24 returns. So he's just kind of got a spread of returns. Obviously, Salah's top with the most returns of 27 attacking returns. But it's, it's the 18 games that he's returned them in. I mean, he's played 32 and Lacazette's played 30. So that's actually a return every 1.42 games for Lacazette. So nice. it's shown that he is one of the best. And if I was looking at an Arsenal option, I'd probably look at Lacazette. He performed well last night as well. So getting the goal quite a quality goal we scored with Aubameyang yeah not, good lob I'm not necessarily um, disregarding Aubameyang I just find that coming towards these uh, double game weeks and game week 34 I'd probably rather came there but 
you know, you'd probably rather move your cash elsewhere. But yeah, Lacazette for me he is definitely a potential to go for. Yeah, he's saved at one point five million as well, so you could put that to good use. To be fair, yeah. Yeah, so in terms of other Arsenal options, um, FPL Addict there is saying Arsenal, Kolasinac plus, nailed striker and midfielder, Laka or Aubameyang, I think we've just answered that one, Mkhitaryan or Iwobi, and uh, Mr WP has asked, any Arsenal assets you think worth a punt given the rotation of the front two? So I guess, chaps, other than Kolasinac, anyone else that you, you like the look of, Dale? Um, not really, I'll be honest, no. I don't fancy any. Uh, Not tempted by Mesut Ozil after that dazzling performance against Newcastle? No, he's been in and out too much to, yeah. to just put him in for the stretch. Uh, the only people I would consider the strikers, uh, I wouldn't go nowhere near the defence, if I'm honest. Um, and midfield, it, it just seems to change all the time. See, Arsenal's defence, they've, so, uh, they've had a bit of a bad record in terms of, I've given them a good slagging off on here for their defensive stats, but actually recently I, I took a look at their stats. I know that we've always got Mustafi in there who can just you know, cause a problem and give the, the ball away and then concede a goal, which is always a worry with our defence. But our defensive stats have been looking actually pretty good. Last three, they're second best behind Man City for shots on target conceded with eight. And they're actually second again for shots conceded with 28. Only one goal conceded in that time with the two clean sheets. So it's not been too bad recently. I do feel like they've maybe have gotten away with a few things. So I would definitely, if if I haven't got class Natch and I'm wanting to keep him for going forward, I, I would definitely consider him. The other players, I mean, like it's the punt for this week. And I would consider, I would have looked at Awobi, but he's played the last game. And I know... Emery likes to rotate it. Mkhitaryan could be one of these punts which could pay off. And I've checked out his last six in terms of points. He's got 48 points in the last six. And when he plays, Arsenal just seem to go through him somehow. He has got the four goals and three assists. He might be worth a punt because he didn't start the last game. So potentially he's going to take Awobi's place. His stats aren't bad either. They're kind of equal with Hazard. He's got 11 attempts on goal in the last six, which is the same as Hazard. So... I'm actually considering him as a, a random punt. It's just the problem is we're playing Everton this this game week, and they seem to have hit form at the at the right time. Well, not maybe not at the right time, but they've, they've hit form now, and it is a bit of a worry bringing in the likes of Arsenal players. But he is in consideration for me, Mkhitaryan. Yeah, I like it. I like Mkhitaryan as an option. I think whenever I've seen him play for us this season, he's looked pretty good. So it's just the consistency again. Yeah. Yeah, no, I like that. No, for me, it's going to be Kalasanach, though, definitely, um, as the other. Um, should we move to our next headline, then, I think? Yeah. Sure. Let's do that. So, number three, is the Mane hot flush over? And can we finally trust the Egyptian junior Hoylist again? And Stefan from Slack has asked, is it worth a minus four to Captain Mane, even if we wildcard in game week 34. I mean, he, he's obviously got Salah. Oh, I know he's got Salah, Stefan. And it's it's the case of, do you just bring in Mane if you've got like a another Liverpool defender? I, I would stick with what you've got. I wouldn't necessarily... If you've not got three Liverpool and Mane is an option, yeah, definitely bring him in. He's, he's got potential. But... If you've got the the two defenders and and the attacker, I would just stick with that because any one of those defenders can score high. And you know, with this Trent Alexander-Arnold and Robertson having their assist competition, which they've got going on at the moment, I think there's there's always potential to get assists either either for either one of them. Yeah, chef. Um, 
I mean, I've got Salah, and I mean, I can't really build a route to Mane. So unless I swapped him for Salah, I don't think I'd be doing that. Pairs. I'm just gonna keep rolling the dice. Um, with with Salah, I mean, it's it'd be what is it getting on five games now without a goal or four games without a goal in the league? Mm, yeah. So I suppose it, you, the question you've got to ask yourself: You're going to keep Salah down the stretches? Do you think Liverpool are going to win the league? If you think Liverpool are going to win the league, it's because Salah's turned up and because you know Mane has his, his flashes and he's having his best season. Um, but he, you know he, he does go hot and cold. Is Kamani can't keep this going until game week 38? Probably not. Um, so if Liverpool are going to win the league, it's going to be because of, of Salah. That, that's what I'd base it on. So you think uh, Salah being the big game player will still be have the final say in the final six? Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm quite impressed with Liverpool. They didn't, I don't think they played great at the weekend, but they've still got the job done. They, they seem to yeah. just have this spirit, uh, this, this fight that I've never, I haven't seen them have before. Well, I mean, obviously I've watched football quite a long time now. They always seem to be just, you know, a bit like spares, really, at the minute. You know, they'd, they'd always bottle it. And this season, they just seem to just have that fight and just that will to win. They're just getting that little bit of luck here and there, aren't they? It's, just yeah, that goal. That's, it's like United right. just seems to score somehow. Remember how United used to be. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I can't, I can't see Man City losing it, but I just think Liverpool are going to win it. I just, but I can't see how City are going to lose it, if you know what I mean. Liverpool are. Now, a lot of people are saying, like, City are you know, all over it for attacking stats and things. But Liverpool actually highs for XG over the last four. But they they might just be about kind of getting the results. Like if if they're playing you know, they're playing Southampton next and might not need to score loads because they know City will kind of get the, the most goals in the league. So they're just kind of playing a little bit more conservatively, maybe. The last two games for Liverpool, they haven't been great, but they've obviously got it in them to, to score well. I mean, Klopp was saying the break kind of meant they weren't together and that made a difference. So whether or not they're, they're back now, whether or not this next game is going to make a difference now that they're a bit more, uh, you know, coordinated and together I guess we'll see but uh, yeah with, with the money thing I, w- I would bring him in if you if you've got the chance I wouldn't do the minus four to chop around change your team to bring him in yeah I think I agree with that if, if you've got him go with him but if not it's not worth the uh not worth the money. Not, not, not for one game week. Not for one game week. Okay, um, right, let's get on to who is the biggest punt, careful, this week for w, uh, double, sorry, wildcard 34ers. Don't even edit that, keep it in, let's be <laughs> honest. Right, first of all, the dude abides, top wildcard enablers, your top three picks for remaining game weeks across the board. Chef, let's go to you first on that one. I mean, you've got to look at Brighton, really, haven't you? You've got to ask I've got some good fixtures with it, uh, the double game weeks. It's got to be Duffy, and then probably one of Knockout and Murray. Uh, I'm I'm liking more Prowse at spare, uh, Saints as well. But and Jota, he's he's another one. He's, he's still six million, still under five percent owned. He's got two goals and two assists in his last like four games. So um, that's what I'm looking at, and um, for my enablers. Yeah. So uh, Iceman. Um, yeah, so I know they've got loads of games coming up. Maybe you could go for a defender like Duffy. And it might pay off and it's like a, a little enabler. But I think Jimenez still going to be an enabler. He's still quite cheap. I mean, he's, he's the most risen in the game. 
Yeah, six point eight. I suppose not as enablish as you want him to be, but he is definitely going to. To be fair, but pound for pound, you know, you compare him to a premium striker, he's, he's doing the business. Yeah, here, so. yeah, exactly. He's, he yeah. is the best for value at the moment. I mean, his, his ownership is only thirty four. I would have thought it would be higher. I suppose this game week has really kind of taken out for him at the moment. Um, but yeah, him still Doherty again. These are ones which, if, if you're looking at keeping to the rest of the season, I suppose if you're looking at their fixtures there's not anyone who i'd really want to keep for the rest of the season definite maybe you know the likes of secure robertson at the back but again he's not an enabler and then it'll be wambasaka who's still he's still got cheap 4.5 yeah i've still got all in the muscles yeah he's worth holding on to yeah obi-wan has been an absolute gem all season hasn't he I just, I just like brightness fixtures around thirty-four to thirty-six. And it just, you know, especially when I'm going to bench builds, they're probably in thirty-four. Yeah, fair. Uh, I'm just looking at the other questions we've got here. So, with a lot of people dropping the wild card in thirty-four, what one-week punts are you interested in for thirty-three? And uh, M Bison has asked, I have a free transfer to burn before wild carding in game week thirty-four. Who will be the top point scorers in thirty-three? And uh, Eric Mailing has asked, getting rid of Felipe Anderson, which Leicester or Everton midfielder in game week 33? Do not know any. I'm wildcarding the next week. And then Luke Jurdy has asked, best midfielder other than Fraser in the 5 to 7 million bracket in 33. So I guess, lads, just players for game week 33 as one off. Yeah, I, I did kind of look at Luke's question there as well, with all those um, between the 5 and 7, 7 million. I kind of looked below 8.2 because it's around about the um, Anderson price, we'll see 7.2 at the moment. So I looked below that and just kind of listed all the options. Cause kind of did the same thing I did with the Lacazette thing. So I went through their returns for the season. So me, me doing this is just kind of looking at who's been the most consistent and who's going to more than likely return for you because you've got the likes of Salah etc who can return big hauls but are they returning consistently so I looked at Fraser he has got 16 attacking returns in 10 games so he's played 32 so that's return every 3.2 games um, it's actually Siggy turning out quite quite good numbers he's got 16 returns in 13 games and he's played the 32 so that's a return every 2.7 games then the actual top scorers for this are madison and richardson madison got 12 returns in 12 games so he doesn't seem to score many you know more than one return per game and i've got cramp so i'm just gonna, <laughs> just gonna get wow. rid of that but yeah madison uh so that's a return every 2.5 games and it's the same with richardson he's at uh 2.5 games as well he's got 14 returns in the t- in 12 games where he's played 30 so Going from those particular stats, uh, I did look at Milivojevic as well. He's on 3.2 games per return. And uh, Brooks is on uh, 3.25. I I looked at him as well. But it looks like uh, if I was bringing in an option for a punt for this week, I'd actually probably punt on Everton. They seem to be in form. Those consistent returns from Siggy and Richarlson, you could either go for any one of those two. I know it's against my Arsenal and we are fighting for something, but... Everton just seem to be turning on at the moment and they played well against West Ham. They have found that form. They just kind of breeze past West Ham. Nearly every time they went forward, they looked like they were going to score. So I would be looking at, at, at those options. Yeah, nice. No, so like you said about Brooks there, he's still getting the uh, the minutes and they haven't got a bad fixture against Burnley there. Um, I really like the look of Leicester in this uh, 
in this one. I think Tielemans, um I think yeah. is a genuine option. Really like the look of him. Lovely link. I mean, Vardy's a, a new man, isn't he, with him in, in behind? Always yeah, I've to got Vardy already. I'm thinking about bringing uh, Tielemans in as my, my option this week. I mean, if you're a football manager now, do you know all about your Tielemans? Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Great potential. He's, you know, he's been a wonder kid for about the last four games, hasn't he? Yeah, but yeah, he's 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 um he's really impressed me since he's coming to Leicester. I've seen Leicester a few times, and he he just makes him tick. He's just he's always in the right place. He's such an intelligent player. He's he just he's, his passing range is just absolutely. It's just it's beautiful to watch. To be honest, I think I think um, for the type of player, yeah, he, he's a quality player, but I, I just can't see as many returns for him as like for, for the likes of Madison. But I mean, he's he's returned every, like. The last five out of six, I think it is. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it, it consistent. It's consistent, and Huddersfield are down. They're, they're awful, Huddersfield. I mean, yeah. No disrespect to any Huddersfield fans watching, and it just seems to be clicking with Jamie Barry. So that's you know that's that's it for me. Like, yeah, four assists and seven for him. So he's doing what? I just feel like maybe for if you're looking for goals or something. I suppose if you're looking for that consistency, yeah, he he should be up there. Maybe I. I should have looked at his stats as well a little bit more. Yeah, he's only coming in January though, isn't he? so if you look at him for the season, probably mm. he probably get he gets lost in the crowd. Yeah, I do um, find I do find that Madison is key for them though. He's on he's on corners, yeah. free kicks. I, I feel like he is the main option for me. I mean, I have him, so I am considering the other Leicester assets as well, including Tillemans. But uh, he always seems the one that gets the shots from distance as well. At Madison. Yeah, I think he's a player. He's, he's good. Yeah, he, I had him earlier. If if you look at him on the on the heat maps, he's more or less playing up front with Vardy. I, if I haven't got him, I would definitely be looking at him. Yeah, so I think yeah, Madison uh, all season has been an attacking threat for Leicester. Um, Tielemans, if you want a differential. Headline five: Are hits for this week worth it? Just ask Alfredo Morelos. Uh, FPL Chancer has asked. Uh, Having a great season, Chef. I see you're not afraid of points hits. Will you keep doing that to strive for top 10k? I'm hoping I won't need to. I should be able to feel that 11 in 33. I'm on a wild card in 34, so I'm hoping I won't need to. If, if I have to, then yeah. I've probably talked about at least 10 hits this season, I would say. And I mean, <laughs> up until tonight, I was doing all right. Uh, tonight's kind of just made me have to work a bit harder for the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, I'm not afraid to take a point hit at all. I know, I know a lot of Twitter kind of sway away from that and advocate safety, but I'm, I'm not afraid of taking a point hit. It, it depends mm-hmm. on your game, doesn't it? If it works for you taking points hits and yeah, you're good at predicting the upcoming players that are scoring well, then yeah, why, why not go for it? I mean, for the likes of me, I've, I think I've taken three points hits all season. You've got to think, if you're taking a hit for a playing player then this is a case of where it really might not be worth it unless you're you're changing kind of the the structure of your team. I mean, a points hit for a playing player, assuming that the the playing player gets two points that you're taking out, would mean that player that you bring in needs to score kind of six to justify it. I mean, that would only yeah. be like two points. So yeah, whether or not you're always picking that up. Yeah, it's more of a long-term thing. I think just for this game week, if you've got a playing player, then... I wouldn't necessarily do the move, but 
if you've got a non-playing player, then assuming that the player you bring in scores at least two points for appearance points, then technically that's just a minus two. So does that minus two make the risk worth it? I think that probably does. And if you, if you think that, that the player that you're bringing in is going to score, say, you know, anything like returns, if you believe that that's the case, then this is a, a risk kind of game, isn't it? You, you are betting on players doing well. So... Why not? It's, it's worth it if you've not got a playing uh, player and you, you need to bring in a team. Oh, yeah, definitely for this game, mate, especially with it, with it being a, 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 a mini blank. It's definitely worth it if, if, you, if your player's not playing. Yeah. So uh, let's get on some uh, more quick fire questions now. Some, uh, and obviously, take your time to answer if you want to. So Bard from Slack has asked Is this the time to cash in on Pogba or should he be kept throughout the season? BV at 8.5 million here. Yeah, see, Pogba's again blank tonight, hasn't he? And uh, he has gone downhill recently. It was Lukaku coming in that kind of ruined his play for a while. And then he was out the last game, but he still didn't get anything. Yeah, I'm I'm veering away from him, you know. Uh, I have got him at the moment. I have got value in him, but... I just feel like maybe there are better options elsewhere. And his kind of uh, time in the limelight is, is up for me, I think. Well, what's your thoughts? Yeah, there? I mean, I saw Pogba about, I think it was off maybe four game weeks ago. So, I mean, I'm in the selling camp, obviously. I've, I, I, I can't remember how long ago it was, but it coincided with um, him losing form, uh, both him and Rashford. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be looking at ch- ch- moving him on. Uh, you know, it don't look like they're clicking at the minute. Yeah, they look shaky against Watford at the weekend, I thought, as well. And Wolves have done a number on them tonight, so I'll be looking to move on. Yeah, I moved on from Pogba, unfortunately, a bit too soon. But uh, having seen him tonight against Wolves, not quite the same free-flowing player that he was probably about a month and a half ago now. But uh, we'll see what happens in the running. Yeah, Helmo has asked uh, from Slack, do we really believe that strikers chase the golden boots as opposed to team success? Should we focus on those who have a chance of winning it or disregard this in our decision making. Interesting question that I think if this is about Harry Kane, it's definitely worth uh, worth considering, given his uh, how he desperately uh, claimed that goal last season. Um, although it's looking like Aguero is running away with it at the moment. What's your view on that, Chef? I don't know if to put the team success uh, the chasing the golden boot uh, uh, ahead of the team success, but you know, like you like you say, you mentioned that about last season. But yeah. you know, if, if Salah's close, do you think? Uh, and Milner's on the pitch. Do you think Salah's going to take the penalty, or is Milner going to take the penalty? You know what I mean. It's yeah. Salah's probably going to take it if he's got a chance at taking the boot. Um, so yeah, I mean, I can't. I'd, I'd, I'd bear it in mind, um, but it's something you have to keep an eye on. Put it put it this way: if because uh, I've still got my triple captain chip at the moment, if it's the last day of season and uh, Harry Kane is within sort of three or four of getting the golden boot, that is going on him. Yeah, he is because uh, I, I think he will be absolutely ruthless. Yeah, I, yeah, I, probably I, yeah. Be falling over in the butt as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I looked at the uh, the, the Mo thing as well. The Salah. I do you think uh, he's kind of he really wants a goal at the moment, and uh, he has been saying that he's not passing the ball to Mane as well at times. And I heard he was talking to Jamie Carragher as well, and he was asking Jamie Carragher if he had the match winner. So he was saying, "Oh, did I score it?" Even though obviously he didn't score it, it came off Luis yeah, and yeah. went straight to her. And then he really thought it was his goal. And then and then he said he didn't care. And he said people said that he's having a bad season and he really wants to win the prem. So. 
I think he, he really yeah. wants the goals. He said the goal and the assist, they give me anything. He would take anything. Yeah, and he mentioned Aguero, didn't he, as well? I thought, yeah. I thought he came had in that interview. Um, but I think he just needs a goal. I think once he gets one, that's it. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's, that's, bad season's a bit harsh. He scored 17, he's made 10. He's still got six games to go. No, it's not the same dizzy heights of last year. No. It's a it's a good season by anyone's standard, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's more it's more on power with his Roma form. Yeah, when when Liverpool bought him. Yeah, it's just his form recently, isn't it? In the last six, only two assists and yeah, no goals. So yeah, it's, that's no, one thing I would say about him as well. Because even when he wasn't scoring regularly at the start of the season, there was still a bit of a presence about him that when he was on the ball, you thought something would happen. I've got to say, in the last few game weeks, I watch him play, and he doesn't. I could be. I'm happy to be challenged on this, but I don't feel he has that same aura that he did have before. There's a little bit of lack of confidence in his play. Yeah, yeah, I totally yeah. agree. Watching him yeah, uh, the, the game before last, I've, I've watched the whole game, and he just didn't look confident at all. And that's why I think it'll just take one goal, and he'll, he'll get that back. And yeah, it could be, do. It could just be. It. it could just be that, and he could yeah. be straight back into it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, not, it's not gone bad overnight, is yeah, it? With the Kane thing, I do think that was the thing last season where he was chasing the golden boot. Sometimes he shot when he really should have passed. So, yeah, does I, all the time. Never yeah. Chase. I think that does get into players' heads, though. Yeah, it's no coincidence since Kane come back that uh, Son has completely dried up and is now not playing at all. So, well, playing a little bit, but yeah. Okay, let's get on to our next one. So, um, would you rather have Jimenez or Rashford from game week 34 on? Woods, you can't say both. I can only fit one in. Jimenez. Jimenez, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a clean streak. You've got three strikes there. Yeah. On Jimenez. Alan Duffin has asked, uh, looking ahead to game week 34, is it time for Aguero? 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 Who's that? Aguero out. Uh, Is it time to get rid of your Quavers and get Kane in? So come for Kane. Uh, yeah, I, I I think it's time to be considered. Many things you need to think about in terms of coming up to this next game week, but I, I feel like we need to concentrate on game week 33 at the moment. The Aguero-Kane debate maybe going on next game week, and we could probably get okay. more into it then. Yeah, Chef? Um, yeah, I mean, looking at Tottenham's running, yeah, and Aguero potentially on his minutes managed, but yeah, it's something I'd be considering, but like... like uh, like James said, you need to get this week out of the way first. You've got to see whether Aguero gets through this yeah. FA Cup game, and he might aggravate the injury, and it's yeah. and it's a done deal. Yeah, it's the only problem with Aguero. He is a bit made of glass sometimes, isn't he? So you can plan ahead for him, and then he just yeah gets crocked. Whilst we're here, Alan has asked uh, Lewis Dunk for game week thirty four and thirty five. I presume you'll be supporting that, uh, Chef. Yeah, my thoughts from a, well, like I say, it's the bench yeah. boost appeals in fact. So yeah. Okay, Iceman, I think of Lewis Doug. Yeah, I probably would consider it. I just, yeah, yeah, why not? 4.4, not bad option. Bad option. Okay, Mr. Fish has asked, keep Felipe Anderson in um, blank game week 33 away to Chelsea, or perhaps swap him for someone like Madison who is playing a relegated Huddersfield. I've already got a starting 11, so I'm not forced to keep Anderson. I think we've kind of answered that one earlier, haven't we? Yeah. I think Between the Madison move, and Madison. Yeah, I think the Madison move. It would be Madison for me. That's if I I've got Anderson at the moment, and I have got Madison as well. If I didn't have Madison, I would definitely bring him in. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I'd, I'd be driving Anderson back to Brazil. I just can't. He's, he's just <laughs> oh, been uh, so 
yeah, I would be a million percent behind that move. I'll tell, I tell you who I, I would probably punt on if I'm just going for something a little bit different is Barnes. He has been good since January since he joined the team. It's just he does get subbed off all the time. And yeah, he, I'd like to walk with him, to be fair. He's due a yeah. goal. But yeah, he really like, is due. Yeah. He does. He does get some, hmm. but yeah, Huddersfield. Wow, it's it's a one week punt. Uh, to be yeah, fair, I don't think they looked terrible against Paris. They did concede a lot of chances, but they gave a strong account of themselves at times. I know I'm saying at times because they did fall apart at times as well. But they have kind of got it in them, and maybe now they're relegated, it might change. Don't know. It might not. You do often see that when teams relegated, sometimes the performances don't. You do see that. Mm. But I'd fancy Leicester. Yeah, I agree with that. Bit, bit of Leicester. Get some Leicester in your life. Go with Madison. Um, FPL under the radar, but your question hasn't. Is the wild card 34? Bench boost. Bench boost 35. I'm really struggling with these abbreviations, <laughs> don't I? Bench boost 35, the best way to use those two chips. Any other possible game weeks in mind for the bench boost? Chef? I mean, I've, I was trying to look at it earlier. And it's, I mean, you... Potentially, you could bench boost in, in game week 38, you know, when teams, whenever all the business is more or less done. When, when like you don't know be. who's going to start. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, you could take a couple of punts. That's the way, but to be honest, no, you, you know, using your bench boost directly after 34 is probably the optimum way for, for me personally, because, you know, your team's got less chance of getting injuries, suspensions, because there's only one week in between. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, like I said, I tried to look at it, but I just couldn't. The, the only other option which I would say I would say I would say the direct answer to that is, is no there isn't but the only other option if you have a big bench this game week I would do it this game week but there's a high probability that you do not have a good bench this game week so yeah I, I just think the best way to do it is the, the reason why a lot of people are doing it is because it's thought out to be one of the best strategies and now, coming towards the end of the season, it looks like the only way to, to do it if you've got those two chips. Yeah, so that's certainly what I'm going to be doing. As we've said, wildcard 34, bench boost 35. So I can't see any other time to use it. Um, Shotgun FC has asked, bonus one, because I know real FPL chef loves the beer. Are you guys more craft beer or real ale drinkers? Chef, what's the context of this? Um, so you just love a drink. Yeah, I do love a beer. <laughs> I'm, I'm big into craft beer, basically. I'm one of the founding members of FPL Beer Club. Um, oh, we, we had we had Siren Beer, Siren Craft Beer. Yeah, they sent us some um, nice craft beer, which we we sampled. Well, I sampled, and Bully was jealous. Uh, that, that was really <laughs> nice. They they sent us some over, so give them another plug. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I drink, I, I get through a lot of craft beer. Um, it, there's new beers every week, so yeah, we between me and the rest of the beer club, we probably get through most of the new beer in, in the world because beer clubs uh, America and there's a few other people in it as well from there, Australia and Europe, mainland Europe. So yeah, we've got a bit of a, a, a group on Slack, haven't we, Iceman connoisseurs of the uh, of the fine beverage? Uh, yes, there are a few of them. We're not really drinkers, though, me and you, are we? We no, we're too into the gym. <laughs> <laughs> What's yeah. that? I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next question um, we've think, got. He- What's that's that? it. That's it, isn't it? No, because one from Helmo. Um, What's your favourite? Ch- no, it's about. Oh um, yeah, 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 yeah. Con- yeah We've got we've gone from uh, beer to confectionery. So Helmo has asked, "What's your favourite chocolate bar and favourite crisp type and or flavour of crisp?" <laughs> uh, for the record, I'm going for double decker, please. 
Worcester sauce crisps and wheat crunchies, preferably. Nice selection. Uh, Let's go around, Chef. You first, man in the kitchen. Uh, Whisper is probably my favourite chocolate bar. Controversial. Good choice. Crisp is, I'd say, probably oysters. Love them with my beer, obviously. Of course. And the beef beef or oysters. So, yeah, that's that's me. Nice, man. Uh, Mine would be uh, probably the crunchy. Do you know what? I was just going to say that. I I knew you were going to say crunchy. You've always loved a crunchy, haven't you? I do love a so yeah yeah I do love a crunchy uh, favourite crisp type uh, the skip I do like a good skip so uh, f- favourite flavour would be prawn cocktail yeah that's right With dissolving on the tongue lovely yeah, like um, chocolate bar for me uh, I'm going to say just the classic dairy milk I can't get past that so I'm boring but my favourite crisp has to be a, uh, a steak flavoured McCoy oh that's a good show yeah fantastic crisp very well done. Um, right, and on that note, let's uh, let's let the Iceman take his break. Thank you very much. I'll, uh, I will be right back. Okay, welcome the Iceman back from his break. Um, Iceman, I think we, we skated over one of the uh, the headlines, so let's just revisit that. Um, do you want to talk us through some other punts you had in mind? Yeah, I, I was looking at uh, the man which a lot of people do not like currently because when we brought him in for the good fixtures, he didn't do well for us. But Pereira at Leicester, I think that he is going to be a good punt this week. Playing Huddersfield, who are down and out, but... Yeah, whether or not they might turn it around for this one game, who knows? But it's worth a go. It's worth a punt to to bring in the likes of him. A very attacking player, as always. We all know this. He got the two point uh, bonus points in the last game to go along with a clean sheet. And Leicester's defensive stats have been pretty good recently, and they, they've done all right. So even Schmeichel seems to be actually making some saves. So. If I was looking at a defensive option, I would definitely consider him for this week as a uh, punt. Okay, yeah, Chef, is there anyone else you want to add to, to that? I mean, you could look at Bournemouth, I suppose. Uh, Callum Wilson, he's back in the side now. Yeah, um, even, even Frazier as well. Yeah, I saw someone on Frazier on, uh, on Twitter. I need like, not pretend for something like five games or something like that. Yeah, he did create a sitter for Wilson, though, which he really should have scored, to be fair. Yeah, so he's, he's due. He's due. Yeah. I'd say. But yeah, I like, I like the look of Wilson. I, I, every season I make the mistake of not getting him, and then he goes on this amazing run. And then you bring so, him in, and then he doesn't score anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So if he breaks this weekend, you might be able to blame me. I, I would say he... Probably as well. I mean, I've got Wilson, and yeah, he hasn't scored for the last two games. He did score the game before against Huddersfield. Uh, he's playing Burnley, so yeah, potentially. I mean, they've done well recently, but they always concede shots. They always concede chances against him. And Howe was blaming himself for the game, but I, I'm sure he went into the change rooms and gave him what for because they really didn't do very well. Uh, in the last game so yeah Leicester did just kind of walk that game well I suppose they were playing away is this uh, so is this game at home um, yeah they're, they're at yeah. home so this is at home and I feel like yeah Wilson and any of the uh, Bournemouth facets Frazier or Brooks even the likes of King I would say probably worth a punt for this game week 
Okay, yeah, I think they're good extra shouts just to add in as a bonus there, Iceman. So should we talk about transfers and captains? The Mad Hatters ask, captains for blank game week 33, Salah, Mane, Hazard, Vardy, Birdseye, Kirk, Planet. <laughs> like the uh, the selection of Captain Planet, though. I used to enjoy that when I was younger. Iceman, what would you go for, Kirk, Planet or Birdseye? Um, my captain is actually on Salah. I know right. he's not been doing well, but he's still getting the stats. He's you know he's just not putting them away. And maybe against the Southampton team, he would. They have been a little bit more secure recently, Southampton. So contradicting myself there, but he has got the twenty-two shots on goal. Only had the two big chances within the last six game weeks. So just on reflection, Mane has had the five goals in the last six. But it's only from the five shots on target. So. Yeah, like like you said earlier, whether or not that's going to be a uh, flash in the pan. He he's had the thirteen shots, uh, one assist, but uh, yeah, it's, he's had six big chances in the last six. But yeah, it will be on Salah. I just feel like Liverpool, they got to keep going, they got to keep scoring. Southampton, you know, they can concede here or there. So yeah, it will be him. My transfer, I'm still deliberating over it to be honest. I've actually thought a lot about Sigurdsson just from his returns, as I listed earlier he's very consistent against this Arsenal team they are playing at home hit a bit of form Everton seems to be doing quite well I'll tell you who we didn't list who probably is another punt is um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin he got plenty of shots in the last game he he was top with six yeah he looks pretty good actually and he he should have done better with a few chances he just can't quite finish that well but he, he looks like he's on the end of most things going forward with Everton so maybe him but yeah, Sigurdsson should be on penalties. I'm quite tempted to do that and uh, bring him in against my Arsenal. Oh, daring. Chef? Um, given all this week's probably going to end for me, probably going to have to captain Hazard, I think, because I need to do something a bit different uh, to make the points up that I've lost out on this week. Transfer-wise, probably going to go for a one-week punt on Tiedemans, but it's still... I'm just waiting and see... Um, I probably won't make my move until the morning uh, of the deadline. Yeah, but, yeah it's looking like Tillemans. I've got to say, after the discussion we've had here, because I've um, I've actually not got a bad side left over from the previous uh, game week. I've got at the moment Barnes, Wilson, and Higuain up front, um, which all have reasonable fixtures. So I might actually go for a Leicester player in midfield, as we talked about. And I probably will punt on Tillemans if I do before I. Use my uh, my wild card the following game week. Okay, uh, I want a, you want a captain from me as well. I, again, I've got Salah and Mane still in my team and Hazard. Oh, tough one. Yeah, so um, I'm probably just going to like very bit. Uh, so far, I just keep getting roped into Mohamed Salah. Um, I'm going to see what Hazard does tomorrow, and if he looks good, I think it might be going on him. Yeah, and then and then. And then Salah will score three. Isn't it, the, yeah, isn't it the definition of insanity when you keep trying to do something which keeps failing? It's going to come hope. good. It's going to come good. We've been saying it since game week <laughs> like 20. It's going to happen, He James. is. He is. He, it's going to happen. He got the assist in the last game. He's going to get two assists and three goals in the next game. Yeah, completely agree with that. Yeah. Um, okay, so be, uh, before we leave you, let's have a little look at the uh, FPL surgery podcast table. Good. Yeah, we will. We will look at that table. We will. Am I up there yet? No. Let's have a quick look. Uh, Are you up there? No, I'm still 13th. Oh, you're 13th. 13th, unlucky for some. 
Okay, so in 10th place, we've got CJ still with Sporting Milwaukee. Ninth place, uh, Stefan Hogsrud. Uh, eighth place, we've got Henry Wakefield. Seventh, we've got Paul Jones. Uh, Will Miners, the Miners strike in sixth. Allen in fifth with T Club 64. Adida Oscar Nate Thomas in fourth. Richard Jenkins has dropped to third this week. Uh, in second, we've got Callon Hue. Um, I probably butchered that name, I'm sorry, with the Goonersons. And Michael Taylor is still leading the way, although the lead has been cut to four points trying to give up Fanta. And he did use his wild card this week because he used his free hit in game week 31. So. Michael, yeah. you've broken my heart. <laughs> Could be tricky for him for the remaining game weeks. Could be tricky. Um, okay, let's have a look and see if there's anything in the feedback box. And there is, Iceman, there is. Yes, there is. And I'm going to read it now. Good. So, Faith. No, Moreno um, does what it says in the tin there. Just stopped by to say how good the pod is lately. Literally the level above everything else. The whole concept has matured so well. Love listening to it while commuting to work. Tried Scoutcast today after a long time and it just doesn't sound as nearly as good, to be honest. Uh, even Andy sounds better in your environment. Keep up the good work, man. Thank you for the comment, although no hate here towards Scoutcast. We love that podcast as well. Yeah, I do enjoy that as well. But yeah, I really appreciate that. Faith, he, uh, he does support us and he has supported us over the years. So yes. thank you, mate. Much appreciated, mate. Thanks for the feedback. Iceman, has Brett got anything to say to us this week? He does, but he's, he's posted about seven and he's removed a few. <laughs> so I'm going to play. That sounds so, somewhat confusing. Yeah, so he's... Uh, <laughs> he's posted seven, removed them, so that means he just made a mistake midway through. So hold on, I'll see if this one's any good. Was he, was he drinking when he recorded that? <laughs> sexy thoughts. This week's sexy thoughts goes out to sleep. That's right, sleep, my good old friend. I listened to a podcast the other night, and the guy was a guy called Dr. Matthew Walker, a sleep specialist, and he mentioned many things we must do to get a good night's sleep. I don't think I was doing anything that he said. <laughs> so what I've done... I've turned the TV, the computer, my phone off an hour and a half before bed. I've been doing stretches. For two or three days, it didn't really make a difference. By the third day or fourth day, it was like someone hooked me up to an intravenous coffee drip. I woke up buzzing. It's amazing. What a great feeling. Uh, I got more clarity and more energy, actually. I've had a way better sleep. So I recommend everyone get to it. Have a good sleep. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I love FPL sexy. Oh, I love great. that guy. He's great. He's, phenomenal. He's, in, he's in the beer club. He's in the, he's in the beer club. Oh, of course nice. he is. <laughs> he should be the captain. Hmm. <laughs> captain of the beer club. Did you say he was hooked up to intravenous drip of caffeine? He said it was like being hooked up to an I knew you were going to say that. That was phenomenal. Thank you again, Brett. So, yeah, great message. If you want to make good decisions in FPL, take a nap. Get some sleep. Right, so um, if you want to get in contact and uh, follow the podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash FPL surgery. Follow us on there. You can join our mini league, 225-369. We have our website, fplsurgery.com, and associated email address, info at fplsurgery.com. You can find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, and Reddit, and uh, most of our discussion goes on Twitter at fplsurgery. So I want to thank our guest, Chef Dale, for joining us. Yeah, thank you, Chef. You've been great. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me, boys. Brilliant having you on. Um, just as a, as a quick pitch, I know we said at the start, but how do, how can people get involved in all that you're you're doing with FPL? 
Um, just follow me on Twitter, I guess. It's at Real FPL Chef because someone stole my original Twitter handle. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. Just follow me on there. There's, there's a lot to come in the summer. There'll probably be some stuff coming in the, in the, in the coming weeks, but it's just practicing really. For, but uh, in pre-season, will be a lot from me. Nice. Look forward to it. Good stuff. Good stuff. Okay. Yeah. No, thanks for joining us again. It's been a brilliant podcast. Iceman. Any any sort of final comments or wisdom to offer the community as they go into these dark times ahead, or rather, like because it's summer. No. No. Great. Okay, and on that note, <laughs> thanks for listening once more. Good luck in your game weeks. Up the pot, up the pot. <laughs>